The UK Report with Adam Gilchrist. Good morning, Adam. You know. Good, good. Now, the British police in Ukraine. Yes, isn't that a strange thought? Mm. Uh, but yes, indeed, the British police forensic teams are in Kiev. They're trying to help establish responsibility for the deaths of potentially dozens of protesters. Well, we know that up to 90 people were killed in Kiev alone during the disturbances, but many of them were shot by army or police marksmen deliberately targeted by snipers. And apparently the British teams have already pinpointed four sniper positions around Independence Square in Kiev. They're looking at evidence, they say, that could be used in any future prosecutions. Remarkable, isn't it? It's only two days after all hell was breaking loose, and now um, there's there's a team in there, invited in, clearly, although we don't know who by, and in fact the forensic team themselves don't want to be identified. It's a bit uh, cloak and dagger. And maybe understandably, given that all the while Russia is railing angrily against Western European involvement in Ukraine. I guess this isn't the kind of involvement they're worried about. It's much more the sort of um, money and military might kind of aspect. But, uh, Mm. But nonetheless, I suppose at certain points we're all Europeans together, and maybe this is one of those examples. Yeah. Tell us about the oldest Holocaust survivor, sadly now dead at the age of 110. Now, there's a life well lived, isn't it? Yeah, Alice Hertzsommer has passed away at the age of 110 in a London hospital. She's certainly the oldest known survivor of the Nazi Holocaust. And, of course, this formed only a tiny, tiny part of her 110 years. The Second World War wasn't that long, but nonetheless a very important part. She was a concert pianist and a music teacher. I mean, she was very nearly 40 when she went into a concentration camp. She was transported to the Theresienstadt concentration camp and then Treblinka death camp after that, where basically she lost everyone except her son. And as Alice put it, music was their food in the camps. Through making music, they kept alive. There's an award-winning documentary about her life as well. In it, she says, I am Jewish, but Beethoven is my religion, which I think is one of those things that just it transcends, doesn't it? And I guess that's the point about, about her, is that yeah. she somehow comes through as an inspiration. And relatives say she absolutely loved life, was always laughing, and was still playing Schubert and Beethoven until her final illness. But, Aww. yeah, I'm afraid that that's a link that's now gone. And I thought we the only one grappling with this next one. The holiday rip-off MPs now trying to resolve high holiday prices. Yes, how do you stop it? How do you stop Mm. them hiking up the prices when your children are on holiday, when, of course, it's the only time you can take your children on holiday? Is when Well, in this day and age, actually, they get really snotty. If you take your kids out of uh, school here, um, I mean, you can get threatened with fines. You could be taken to court if you'd removed your children from school too many times at any rate, and certainly at certain ages. But, yeah, the Parliament, uh, the UK Parliament has debated this only because of an enormous petition signed, but probably should have been signed by everyone in the country, but 160,000 people did sign this petition saying, please, you know, have a look at the way that basically, you know, the price of a family sunshine getaway quadruples, if not more, in price. And I know from my own experience that there's a point in May here when you think, oh, we could actually afford to go away, and then when your kids are on holiday, you can no longer afford it because the price has gone through the roof. Of course... Uh, MPs have looked at this and said they can't cap prices because, after all, we live in a free market economy, blah, blah, blah. But they wonder if maybe school holidays could be staggered more, certainly from region to region, and, and thereby break it all up. The only trouble is, you know, are they really going to tinker with the laws of supply and demand? We do have a Conservative coalition government. Imagine Margaret Thatcher's reaction to having a little tinker with what you can charge being inappropriate for what you should be charging. 
Now, Adam, as always, if we can find a resolution to that, my friend, uh, if we, especially if we could find a resolution to that, we'd be very rich. Well, we'd be in government, absolutely. Yes, and we don't Why want that. Why are people voting for us, Keno? <laughs> I know, it's, it's terrible. It? Absolutely terrible. That's Adam Gilchrist there with your UK report.